Sometimes you just need a quick overview of the news. Other times you need a deeper understanding of what's going on. The Rundown Podcast has all of that, and it's Chicago-based, so you know what's up in your neighborhood and across town. Listen to The Rundown wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Jen White, and this is your Sunday Morning Shift. If you get to hang around people in the record business once in a great while, you may be lucky enough to have them point to someone and say, she's a star. That's what happened when Chris Swanson saw Chicago's Kayena Castillo in 2017. Swanson owns the hip indie label Secretly Canadian. Since that time, Kayena has blown away more than a few ears with her mix of R&B and soul. And now, a year and a half later, Kayena's debut LP, Next to the Sun, has been released. And here to talk about the new album and her musical journey is Kayena. Welcome to The Morning Shift. Hi, thanks for having me. So you were born and raised in Chicago, Irving Park. And your family is from Venezuela and Guatemala. Talk a little bit about your background and the kind of music you grew up listening to. Both of my parents played so much music growing up. They, So I only have my mom, my dad, and my little brother in the States. And so it was a small family. They didn't necessarily have a lot of blood family around, and neither do I. And so then we were able to find friends and community. And my parents would throw all these big parties when I was little until 5 a.m. just playing like (laughs) salsa music and and just all this Latin music and cooking and dancing and laughing and having a good time and having friends and building a life here in Chicago. A lot of my influences are the Latin music they played, the salsa, the Celia Cruz, Oscar de Leon. And also my dad had such a big taste for Motown and soul. And so I listened to just like Stevie Wonder, Michael and all the great Donna Summer, you know. When did you figure out you could sing? In school, it's really funny that they make you do all these funny recitals. You know, uh-huh. you're like singing about wintertime and the <laughs> springtime and you're a butterfly. And one of my recitals was for this like autumn pageant. And we had to sing this song called Autumn Leaves. Not the classic. It was like some ki- you know kid song about the fall time. Mm-hmm. And... I was like singing it and then all these kids turned around and were like gave me a dirty look and I was like oh and I was like that's weird but now that I'm older I was like oh maybe that was like the moment I realized that I was singing well because other kids were like what's going on here. You're supposed to be off tune like the rest of us. We're like eight. What are you doing? (laughs) You're not a cheetah girl. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that was a throwback, a cheetah girl. (laughs) Oh, that was like my life with all my friends in elementary school too, you know. It's just like that era of Disney where it's like... Hillary Duff and the Cheetah Girls. And so I'm trying to imagine you at that age. And were you the, the little girl with her friends singing into the hairbrush? Oh, yeah. yeah. All the time. Yeah. Like different parents would host the slumber party. And we'd be up like jumping, singing along to things all the time. <laughs> so, so you figure out you know how to sing, but then 
making the leap to saying, you know, I want to, I want to do this. I, I want a career in, in music. When did that evolution happen for you? It's still happening for me, you know. At age nine, I ended up joining this nonprofit group called The Happiness Club. And I was in that group for about 10 years. And that group taught me how to dance and sing and write and perform and be a good human in the world. And so it's so funny. I don't necessarily know how I got here. I never actively made the decision that this was like the thing that I thought was sustainable for my life because it's not yet. And it's also like not the thing that I grew up being like, I'm going to be a singer. It just like, I always call myself the product of youth programming in Chicago because simultaneously doing the Happiness Club for 10 years ended up also at Young Chicago Authors, you know, also ended up making crappy bands in high school and like the people from the community booking me for shows and it went on and on and on and like now I'm here. I can't recall the last time I let myself fall Always thinking never call myself to say the things I need I had a chance to watch some of your videos and some performances. And when I watch you perform, there's something just utterly effortless about your presence. It just feels really natural. And I wonder if performing has always felt that way for you. It wasn't. I definitely was not confident when I started this group really broke me out of my mold, pushed me out of my box. And then also going back and watching the artistic director, Tangie Harper, host the show and being like, that's how I learned to interact with the crowd. You know, she's the one standing up there being like, everyone clap your hands, everyone, you know, scream for the kids. Like, what's up? We're from Chicago. We're here. And those are all like things that I had never thought about in the moment, you know, I would have never thought that all these things would have influenced me so heavily. But part of my comfort on stage, which is, yeah, I, I would always say that the place that I feel most comfortable in the world is the stage. It's because it's my moment to create a, a world for myself where there are no rules and no boundaries. And I can just like connect to someone so easily because I'm making the rules, you know. Um, but yeah, it was it was like, it feels effortless now because of all the things that I had to learn or I didn't know at the moment I was learning. Sky could be blue, can be, grass could be green, green too, and my love the same. That's Chicago singer-songwriter Kaina, and we're talking about her new album, Next to the Sun. You can catch her live on September 22nd at the Aragon Ballroom in Uptown. Your new album um, includes a music video for the song Green, and your family is in it, and it's this 
really wonderful um, portrayal of, of what you were describing earlier, these parties, you know, your family goes, <laughs> the cooking and the dancing and just this wonderful bringing together of, of people. And I'm curious how your family and your community shapes the way you songwrite, shapes the types of stories you like to tell. It's my everything, you know, the whole album of Next to the Sun and everything I've written, but I would say that my album is probably the most vulnerable work that I've made because there have been a lot of topics that I didn't want to talk about or things that affect me every single day of my life that I don't necessarily always want to show to an audience because I always want to be like a a vessel for like light and positivity. But I quickly realized growing up that it's not so sustainable to only share the good parts of your feelings in life. What are some of those things? You know, close family friends or just my community dealing with ice, you know, dealing with like being scared about raids going on. The frustration I feel as a first-gen kid knowing that I have more than my parents but also less than usual because I'm not white, because I'm not, you know, X, Y, Z. I don't have all the privileges that I would if I wasn't a first-gen American. And so you don't get to talk to them sometimes about your family or you don't feel comfortable talking to them because you don't want them to feel like you are ungrateful or something. But they're still all very valid feelings. And so the things that I'm talking about are things that you know, my friend was like, hey, you know, when I listen to your songs, I feel like these are things you've been thinking about since you were a kid. And I started to realize that maybe that's true. But maybe, you know, when you're little, you don't have the words for like, that was a microaggression, you know. So you you grow up and you learn all this language that you had never had before to describe your reality and your experiences. And so a lot of those feelings are bottled up until you know how to say them. Um, and I found that that was my experience with the album is being like, And what's a girl, I say, you know, stuck in between having everything and nothing at all. And that's my everyday life as I wake up and I'm like, I'm so grateful, but I also hate the world, the way it's going, the way that it's happening. And I should be able to have that duality in my identity. You know, that's kind of like the journey in whatever position you are in life is realizing that you're never just one thing. You're finding that duality in the balance of everything positive and negative within yourself and outside yourself. figure out as I was listening to the album I was like what am I there's something here that I that I'm trying to wrap my brain around and I couldn't get to it until you use that term duality because there's a duality in the music because you you listen to the tracks and you find yourself sort of grooving and bopping to them and it's like oh wow this is but then the lyrics hit (laughs) you and you're like oh wait a second she's talking about you know fill in the blank and there is this really um interesting element there the music eases you in and then it's like oh (laughs) (laughs) dragging us a little here yeah yeah and and I wonder is that is that a conscious process for you 
no, it's my life, you know, like the the real things that are happening to me every day. And honestly, making this album was my journey to having the words to describe that I am a person with many facets. I feel like I spent so much time trying to find all the right words to describe myself when really they were kind of pulling me apart for my entire experience. And there's that song on the album Joey's Secret where I'm talking about love. And I feel like some people think it's kind of random, but it's kind of the point, which is that on top of, you know, thinking about all these messed up things in the world, I'm also a young woman thinking about stupid, naive things like love. Right. And so I'm like, what does it mean to be a first gen Latina, but in love? in sadness, in depression. It's different, you know, for all those spectrums and, and intersections of identity. What I'm hearing you say is, is that through this writing process, you've actually found a way to give yourself permission Totally. To reconnect those pieces of yourself. Absolutely. And just uh, just allow myself to breathe, you know. I really want people to walk away feeling a sense of, of validation for their feelings. Whether it comes from families, like my family is so lovely and sweet, but they, I definitely learned how to suppress certain feelings for the sake of being a good light, a good thing. And so I really want people to just listen to it or just talk among, amongst themselves or with their friends and family and be like, hey, like we are so much more than we allow ourselves to be. You've collaborated with um, Chicago artists um, like Saba, the Burn Twins. Uh, give us a sense of the Chicago music scene and the vibe, the feeling in it right now. It's beautiful. It's flourishing consistently. Um, there have been people doing work for a really long time who are finally getting their shine there are people who are new but also just crushing it. The younger generation is more honest about stuff like identity. Like maybe they don't have to work so hard like I have at, for certain things. They're more honest about being who they are. There's OGs like the Omayas oh who have been around forever and are, you know, shining through and crushing it. And I feel really lucky to maybe be in my generation or age or the way that my life worked out because I get to look at all of these things and find the parallels and be like, wow, everyone is drawing from the same energy here in Chicago. There's so much beauty. And uh, it's funny, even if you're in a different genre, it all feels the same, like the same energy to me because we're not an industry city. So everyone here is making music because they love to. Um, and everyone who's making it is making it because they're really good at what they do. And a lot of them also happen to be incredible people. Who are some of those artists who you find yourself listening to locally? Namdi Obanaya, who's an amazing musician, amazing solo music. My best friend, Sen Morimoto, listen to him all the time. There's this artist named Victor. I think he's like 19 and just like amazing. Also just came off opening up for Kuko, who I will open up for next. Kara Jackson, she's the National Youth Poet Laureate. So yeah, a lot of peers and then just like I always try to look for younger people who are like, how do I do that thing you're doing? And I'm like, listen, I'm still figuring it out, but I'm going to share as much as I know with you and we can move forward together.
You know, I keep saying I don't really know how my life happens to me in this way, but I really think it just starts with, it started with me planting some seeds that I didn't even realize would turn into anything. It's like, I just always support and go to the things that I love and I gravitate towards them. And I'm not embarrassed to be like, oh, wow, your song is so good or whatever. I feel like sometimes people are too cool to do that. And I just, I, that's never stopped me from just doing everything that I want to that's Chicago singer-songwriter Kaina. She'll perform September 22nd at the Aragon Ballroom in Uptown, and her new album is called Next to the Sun. Kaina, it's been great to talk to you. Thank you for having me. So special. <laughs> I'm tired of feeling the world in my hands Open up my palms myself standing small And the music of Kaina takes us out of our Sunday morning shift. Enjoy the tunes and enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll be back again tomorrow with a fresh morning shift. I'm Jen White. Thanks for listening. Let's talk again soon. Could help in that feeling so selfish, but the fight within it never stops. And oh, yeah. information continues to come at us faster and faster sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind 
NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.